0: everyone we wanted to tell you about a new show we are loving the culture study podcast with ann helen peterson it's a show about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds you each week ann and a super smart co-host answer listeners questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing like why do clothes suck now Is Paw Patrol copaganda, or is it not that deep? And what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter, The Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to The Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Nobody really likes turkey. I don't know why they picked that one. It's the worst of all the meat. It is the worst of all the meats. And that includes human meat. <laughs> oh my god. Nobody go to cozy giving at Lindy's. <laughs> text me back. Text me back. Text me back at once. Why won't you text me back? Text. Text me back. Text me back, <sighs> Megan. Welcome to Text Me Back, a comedy and opinion podcast from KUOW about best friends, best animals, and the worst people. I'm Megan Hatcher-Mace. And I'm Lindy West. And this is a very special week here is. in the United States. It's a big holiday. The gateway to Christmas, <laughs> some might say. And we are extremely woke libs. We recognize the problems with this holiday. Sure. Don't we, Megs? Yeah. I mean, it's a nice thought to give thanks. If it were just that, I think that'd be very pleasant. But it's the manifest destiny of it all. It really puts a pall over the celebrations, if you will. But there are things about it that are nice and not related to stinky dinky colonialism. You know? (laughs) We can be cozy without platforming the buckle shoe devils. As we've long said, this podcast has a strong anti-buckle shoe stance. We won't (laughs) support them. Instead, Megan, what are we doing this episode? It's not the Thanksgiving episode. It's a new holiday that we've invented. We've just invented it. It's Cozy Giving. Beep beep boop beep. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Cozy Giving theme song, which was written by Wendy. <laughs> That's the mournful cry of the cozy giving turtle dove. That's when right. It leaves the womb when it and it comes into the world to welcome cozy giving. It's giving coes.
1: It's giving coz. All
0: of America's children. <sighs> it's giving sleigh. <slay. laughs> it's giving coes, it's giving sleigh. Also, Another thing I just decided for cozy giving, everybody gets Friday off. Oh, that's right. Because cozy giving is a friend of the workers. Exactly. So if your (laughs) boss says, no, 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 you have a shift on Friday, you tell him or her, probably him, but women can be bad too. You tell them to text bff to 206-926-9955 and I will text them back and say no 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 you are violating the religious freedom of cozy giving (laughs) you say take this job and cozy it you let Jared stay home today I had really fought for our text line to be 1-800 butterball but I guess that was taken so (laughs) Lindy yeah I'm so excited to get cozy this week because I just feel like the foundations of Thanksgiving are very problematic. However, there are things about it that are incredibly cozy, such as mashed potatoes. My number one top bay. I love them. Correct. Pajamas. The societal agreement that you can fall asleep wherever you want. Absolutely. Love At any it. time. Truly, nothing cozier than like an 11:30 a.m. nap on oh the floor. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fantastic. But for me, the coziest of all cozy giving traditions. (laughs) This time of year, the liquor stores finally start stocking a little treat that I like to call Pennsylvania Dutch, and it's alcoholic eggnog. (gasps) Hey, no judgments. Oh, no, no, not for me, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Don't worry. (laughs) People have a lot of, I think, faux hatred of eggnog. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. No, you don't hate eggnog. You hate happiness. It's the same as when people are like, ew, I hate mayonnaise. No, you don't. Do you like ranch dressing, you idiot? Stop lying. First of all, mayonnaise is an egg. So get Get a grip. What is wrong with you? It is so embarrassing. And eggnog is the same thing. What's not to like? like? Literally, what's not to like? Egg. Heavy cream, festive spices, rum, if you're lucky. The Pennsylvania Dutch know what they're doing, people. Here, okay. Sometimes people are anti eggnog, will try to be precious about it, and they'll be like, Well, I do like my friend Michael's homemade scratch eggnog <laughs> or whatever. His bespoke nog of egg. Or whatever, that's fine. But for Mm-mm. me, I want for me? the eggnog. From the store, I want it to have artificial thickeners. Mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm, it to be mm-hmm. as thick as freaking silly putty <laughs> from a absolutely massive dairy. <laughs> I want it to be as the most unethical egg oh my God. that's ever been manufactured in oh. the world. That's what I want. And I want the Pennsylvania Dutch to bring it yeah. to me. Yep. That's okay. I have a giving. question for you, Megs. Yes. Is there a limit? To the number of handles of Pennsylvania Dutch that one person is allowed to buy. And is there a reason why one Megan Hatchermaze couldn't stock her closet with <laughs> cases of Pennsylvania Dutch to enjoy year round? Have I once had so much Pennsylvania Dutch that I had to sleep on the floor of my bathroom? Yes. And did we learn a lesson from that cozy giving year? Yes, we did. Which is we stick to one handle of Pennsylvania Dutch per annum. Otherwise, you're going to the hospital because of your guts. You know what I'm saying? It's like not even the rum, by the way, that's doing it. It's the other stuff. But that's what makes it special. They should regulate it like for loco. (laughs) Where is Chuck Grassley on this? We need earrings. (laughs) Pennsylvania Dutch is so much more powerful than Adderall and yet one is so tightly controlled and the other they just have it I just the pharmacist should keep Pennsylvania Dutch behind the counter (laughs) you should need a prescription (laughs) to the pharmacy yesterday trying to fill a prescription and the pharmacist was like absolutely not you cannot have this not 18 inches to my right I'm because this is a pharmacy inside a grocery store is floor to ceiling Pennsylvania Dutch I'm not even joking (laughs) Prior authorization for my antidepressants, but I can buy 79,000 gallons of Pennsylvania Dutch. I think we know what I'm going to choose. Actually, what am I complaining about? That sounds great. I know you should just do that. So that's my go to cozy giving vibe is a blankie, sweatpants, scrooged starring Bill Murray and an enormous tumbler of Pennsylvania Dutch and my insurance card. Just in case. <laughs> All right, Megan, uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Okay. What kind of blanket you, you got there? Who's your blanket guy? <laughs> you know, I'm working with just a classic comforter in mm. a bag situation from Target. So just a, a blanket that has no intrinsic <laughs> power. Let me blow yes. your mind and tell you about a kind of blanket that I like to get involved with around cozy giving time. It's called the electric blanket. So this is a blanket, Megan, that generates its own heat. It does not rely on your body (laughs) to create the heat in the blanket cave. It's not just a device that traps your own body heat. It generates the heat. It cooks you like a little <laughs> hot dog at Seven Eleven, And this is a blanket. It has a little wire running through it and mm-hmm. you plug it in and you turn it on and the wire gets hot, hot, hot. It seems very unsafe, but they yeah. assure me that it's legal and you probably won't. <laughs> catch fire and it's legal in 48 states (laughs) it is incredible okay something about me i run hot i am always hot yeah i am never i was just gonna say i was just gonna say there is truly nothing in this world i want more than to be an electric bee girly because i'd love to be rolled up like a burrito you know so cozy but i am the sweatiest hog in the world (laughs) straight up Pig DNA yes. so sweaty from like April to December. Yes. It's a challenge yeah. because the feeling is intoxicating. It's like being in mm-hmm. a hot tub but on land and you're not mm. wet and you don't have to take a shower after. So here's what I do to get around that because I am the hottest, sweatiest pig woman that's ever trotted the earth on my little porky trotters. <laughs> I get in bed. I turn on the electric blanket. It has a timer, by the way, so you can set how long it stays on and then it shuts off while you're asleep so you don't have to worry too much about bursting into flames. And I set it, I'm immediately too hot. So I open the window all the way open. It's not enough. I also, (laughs) in the dead of winter, (laughs) I have to have a large (laughs) column fan that I have on high blowing directly on my face. Purely so that I can enjoy (laughs) the electric blanket. It's just people don't understand the burden of of being a pig woman it's hard i have some friends who are just like oh i'm always cold first of all shut, shut up. up and second of all god i wish i had that problem it's like oh i had to bring a special shawl Dude. to my office because it's so cold i've never been cold in my I life i have never god been cold in my life once i don't know it i don't know i it. don't even no? have a coat i have a hoodie uh, by the way i look fantastic in coats i know don't nope. need them. But now I'm really liking this idea if I just open up all my windows, bring the temp to my home yes. down to the 50. Yes. And then wrap myself up like a burrito electric See? blanket. Now we're if cooking you want, with gas. I if love If you this. want an ultimate full body sensation experience, all your senses firing, coming alive, electric blanket, window open, fan on face, you're watching TV, you're eating spicy, sweet chili Doritos, and you're drinking a Coke Zero, <laughs> the inside of your mouth. Is burning and popping, but in a fun way. Yeah. Your body is like simultaneously sweating and cooling and being healed. I've never felt more alive. Yeah, and that I think in a nutshell is the ethos of cozy. Giving. Oh, and then you're and that's also what this week is all about. Okay, maybe you're having a special cocktail that I've just invented, <laughs> which is Pennsylvania Dutch with a Coke Zero float. That's not for amateurs. So if you're gonna make the a Pennsylvania Dutch zero. Uh, just proceed with caution and have our Cozy Giving hotline <laughs> at the ready. The number again is 206 926 9955. And a happy Cozy Giving <laughs> to us all. Coming up on this grand Cozy Giving. One of the most cozy pastimes, watching a whole mess of TV. Our show is called Text Me Back, so we want to invite you to our group chat. Do you have any questions for us about your own friendship dilemmas? Maybe friendships with ghosts? Or just some personal tidings of your own? No song needed, but encouraged. Very encouraged. We want to include your questions and tidings on the show. So text us to join the Text Me Back Text Club. Text BFF to 206 926-9955. 926 That's 206-926-9955. And even if we can't text you back every time, we pinky promise to read all of your texts and think about how to include them in the show.
1: This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give, and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks.
0: So, Megan, you are curled up in your analog blanket. <laughs> you got... You're 64-ounce Pennsylvania Dutch, Mm -hmm. big gulp. Yep. What are you watching on the television? I mean, this is prime, cozy, binge hours because you have just five days to just be a lump, basically, before you do any real work, if you're lucky enough. And so, you know, actually, recently, I've just been like, I really am very desperate for a TV show that doesn't give me any surprises. You know, it's Mm. crime-committed. Crime investigated, crime solved. Yes. That's about as much as I can deal with. Everything else is very complicated. But television, boom, one, two, three, procedure. That's what yes. I need. You know what I mean? Yes. And <laughs> also, can I can I add something that I yes. suspe- I suspect you're also into? A show that goes on and on. Yeah, it's a never ending <laughs> universe. A network <laughs> primetime show that got eighteen seasons. Mm-hmm. 47 episodes per season. Yep. We are, you can turn it on and then dissociate for eight or nine years. Yeah. And you would never run out of episodes. That's what I'm about. And you would never run out of sustenance because actually Pennsylvania Dutch is a complete meal. The macros on Pennsylvania Dutch are insane. A a human being can survive on just (laughs) Pennsylvania Dutch for an (laughs) unlimited amount of time. That's what the CDC said. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Fauci promise. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, so that's right. Once I'm in a universe, a television universe, I don't want to leave it. I don't have to learn any new people. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. want to watch it for 47 million years. So, most recently for me, I'm so sorry to say, was House, starring Hugh Laurie. Wow. It, is, it oh, good lord. I. I was desperate. I have never watched that. I've never never watched a single episode, I don't think. But I know that the premise is he's a doctor who can heal everyone except himself. Bingo. (laughs) Bingo. I really needed to watch something that was not going to make me think about anything. Sure. And was this going to be bing, bang, bong procedure, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's on a streamer. Little streamer, so I decided to watch house and I binged I think it was on for like eight years or something, and I binged it over the course of like a month and a half, which <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> something to talk about with what, my therapist. What happens in a typical episode? Like what is the structure? Okay, it's great. I mean it's well, we'll talk about whether or not it's great. But so it's like patient has illness. Patient goes to house. House is like this is crazy, and nobody's ever seen this before. Then the third, it's really interesting. The third part of the, the plan of House's plan is always get it wrong 15 to 20 times <laughs> and almost kill the patient and then figure it out in the last eight minutes and save the person's life. Out of like the 500 episodes, 480 of them was somehow they would always treat one illness that was wrong. And then once they figured out the, what the actual illness was, if they treated that, it would kill the person. <laughs> so that's basically the structure of the show. Is it always Dr. House himself yes. who figures it out? It's never one of his minions? Almost never. Almost never, because the whole thing is they're stupid and he's <laughs> a tortured genius. <laughs> right. Everyone but House is the dumbest <laughs> idiot. <laughs> whoever lived everyone has the iq of a baby they by the way they all went to like johns hopkins medical school which is supposedly the the best medical school in the country but they're all dumb as hell they didn't learn anything nobody knows how to read Gregory House is just like the only person who knows how to do anything in this universe of hospital. So it's like almost always him that that figures it out. So the th- also, he's dealing with chronic pain. He had leg surgery that didn't go very well. And so he takes Vicodin every day. But he's it's not just that he takes it for pain management, he's addicted to Vicodin. So he will show up to work high- and, like, work on patients while high. Great. And, and, like, the hospital administrator, Lisa Cuddy, is always like, Well, what do you want me to do? He's a genius. <laughs> also, there's like just a lot of, like, I don't think this is unique to house, but like, just a lot of the casual racism of the early 2000s where it's, like, he'll just be... Because, like, Omar Epps is on the show and they will just be, like, a throwaway line where House is, like, well, you're black. And it's, like, just, like, a lot of casual homophobia. The most amount of casual transphobia. Right, because it's the kind of show where, like, things are ripped from the headlines. Yeah, let's throw this in. Let's throw this... We don't know anything about it. Let's make a horrifically abusive storyline just for fun. Hey, make sure House like really violently misgenders the person and faces zero consequences. It'll be a great episode. It'll be groundbreaking. It's not that good. It's not like it's like, you know, uh a prestige drama or something. But I went and looked it up and it kind of was. I guess yeah. at the time like they were like winning Emmys for the show and I was like, "Why? The acting is not good. The storylines are intergalactically insane. And <laughs> like everyone on the show is a racist. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Did I stop watching it? No. No, I didn't stop watching it. I was like, and I just want to see like, what's the worst thing House could do over the course of this series? And he never actually hit rock bottom in my... Well, actually, the second to last season, he drove his vehicle into his ex-girlfriend's dining room oh, and had to what- go... To prison, and yeah. That's and for, an ad, that's an attempted murder. No, well, but Lindy, he's a genius. So <laughs> I don't. What you? What are you,
1: what are you what talking about? Said?
0: Yeah, the judge was like, "Well, I would put you in jail for longer, but you're a genius." <sighs> So he has to go to jail for a year, and then he and then he gets out, and then he returns to the hospital to continue practicing medicine. I don't think they would let him. No, for sure, because you know when I was in law school and I was like working at a clinic with juveniles who got accused of like fair jumping. Yeah, they also (laughs) got that same preferential treatment. Give me, (laughs) give me a break. Anyway, it was it was so ridiculous. I have to say, there's a I think a three episode arc, guest starring Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, which is the most face meltingly cringy series of episodes you'll ever see in your life. And in, th- in these episodes, House at this point has agreed to be institutionalized to deal with his drug problem and his mental health issues. So he goes to like a mental health institution where Lynn manuel Miranda is also a patient. And if you're wondering, Hey, did Hugh Laurie and Lynn manuel Miranda do a rap at the <laughs> mental health institution uh, talent show? The answer is yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did.
1: Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so tell me, Doctor, what I really gotta know. How do I get better? Just do a talent show. Oh! Oh Well, I guess I'm just a mess. Yes, preach it to me, brother. A life of restlessness. But well, at least we have each other. Oh, we got each other. Oh, we got no. each other. Like two brothers no. from another mother. No. Duck and run no. cover. what? six.
0: Yeah. Okay, Patreon subscribers only. We don't have one yet, but <laughs> what do we do? If you pay money, Megan and I will do the, I'll rap. Do the rap. Yeah, I'll do the rap. I'll, you can be Lynn manuel Miranda, Miranda and I'll be Dr. I'd rather, House. I'd rather die. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, so that was like all, I was like, oh my God. When I, I was like, for my own mental health, I need to turn this off. Did I? No, absolutely not. Never. I'll never give up on a well, 10 season procedural. So what happens at the end? So, uh, oh man. Before I get to that. And I think my favorite episode is fetal position. <laughs> The plot of the episode is a uh, uh, an older woman a forty something year old woman is pregnant and she's having you know complications and they determine that her baby is making her sick, I guess like her pregnancy is like making her have strokes or something uh-huh and and house is like, there's nothing else we can do but do an exploratory surgery of your f- fetus. <laughs> To, will it kill you? 99% chance what? it'll kill you. And the lady's like, yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so they do an exploratory surgery. And oh my God, this episode. And at one point in the episode, the baby's ha- tiny hand reaches out of her womb and grabs House's finger, thus humanizing House, who had previously been referring <laughs> to her baby as a fetus. But after the baby grabbed his hand from the womb, he started calling it a baby. So like the baby made house have empathy it was I was screaming at the top of my lungs and my I was like what is this show <laughs> what is happening it was so insane and I was the like, baby was played by, by Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber yes <laughs> <laughs> who won an Emmy for his um, <laughs> role as fetus anyway so that was definitely like the most insane episode wow uh, what ha- at the wait, end, wait, what happened to the lady? Did she die? No, she lived. And so did the baby. Oh. And then she like put pictures up in her house of all the doctors who helped her with her pregnancy, except for house. Good. he was mean. Yeah, he is but mean. But Lindy, he's a genius. Uh, yeah, basically every episode, he shows up high and screams at the patient and everyone's like, why are you being so mean? And he's like, I don't care about people. I only care about fixing the disease. And it's like, why? If you don't care about people, what do you care What disease they have. Anyway, it it makes no sense. I think he won like 50 Emmys for this show for some reason. Yeah. So at the end, House gets out of jail to go back to being a doctor. But the hospital has to promise to keep an eye on him because he's like on (laughs) parole. And if he breaks the rules, he has to go back to jail. That's not Um, a real way that things um, work. No, I think um, think that's pretty common. That happens all the time. (laughs) So he's like, you know, doing his thing. Screaming at screaming at sick people <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> I am um, look, I don't know for sure, but I think that if if uh you or I went to prison, they would cancel the podcast. <laughs> you know, we would lose our podcasting licenses. I think we would. Yeah, I think we would. I think so yeah, I think so. Not Doctor Gregory House, MD. I, maybe you should be more of a tortured genius, and I people can't. will give you special little gifts. Um, like the ability to practice medicine on people that you hate. (laughs) So anyway, so at the very end, he gets out of jail, he goes back to the hospital to practice medicine on people that he loathes. At one point, a character is like trying to butter him up. So he gives him seasons tickets to like, I don't know, a hockey team or something. Uh And House is like, screw this. I'm too tortured of a genius to go to hockey games. So he flushes the season tickets down the toilet. (laughs) Sure, which yeah, which clogs the hospital's in. I am not joking. This (laughs) happened. No, this is really what happened. It clogs the hospital's entire like sewage line, which then causes overflow of the water, which floods the ceiling and destroys their MRI machine. And so, and so, yeah. So everyone's like, oh my God, how did you do this? And he's like, no, it wasn't me. I don't know what happened. And then the fire department showed up to investigate and they found the tickets in the sewage pipes. I can't believe I'm about to say this. They then hand over the tickets to the police because like the first thing you would think if you found tickets in a sewage pipe is that a crime had been committed. Yeah. So they hand it over to the police. And then the police dust the sewage tainted <laughs> tickets for prints, mm. and they find House's prints mm. on the tickets, sure. thus proving he has committed a crime. And so they're like, sorry, man, going back to the slammer. Wow. Because the- you did felony mischief. And so now <laughs> you have to go back to jail. And he and- was like, you'll never take me alive, copper. And then he fakes his own death. <laughs> and that's the end of House. Okay. As we should put us we should have put a spoiler warning. No, at the, no absolutely top. not. House <laughs> deserves it. I assume that the the person that was in the MRI machine who was simultaneously drowning in sewage and being electrocuted is like he's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> So, yeah, so he fakes his own death and goes on like a motorcycle ride with his best friend. D- does it hold up? No. Well, should well, you watch it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's insane. Every single episode, I was like, oh, my God, what's he done this time? Okay, and you know, they were leaving the door open for oh, yeah. for a reboot. Well, there, yeah, there's rumors. Rumors. Oh, no. That it might get rebooted. And I was like, how? He's dead. He's not dead, though, but he's not dead. (laughs) Yeah, but if he comes back, then he's on the hook, not just for the felony ticket mischief, but the fraud. Is it illegal to fake your own death? Uh, I think if you benefit from it, because isn't that insurance fraud? I don't know. Anyway... I don't even know how to describe what was going on with the show. And th- the funny thing is, like, the writers of the show really thought they ate. They're like, this is so prestigious. <laughs> I was like, really? A baby just grabbed his finger from inside of that lady's womb. Yeah. Get a grip. And now that baby is one of those people on, like, cable news who's like, I'm an abortion survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that's one option for one option for cozy giving binging. To sum up, yeah, it's racist, it's anti-abortion, <laughs> and we love it and everyone should watch it. Yep, nothing cozier. 10 out of 10 baby fingers. Next up, more TV. Hooray. But this is TV that doesn't have an abusive demon as the main character. Double yay!
1: Hey, my name's Claire McGrain, and I'm a producer for Seattle Now, KUOW's local news podcast. There is a lot happening in our region, and it's a lot of work to keep track of it all. We'll get you caught up on the latest news and take a deep dive into something happening around the city all in under 15 minutes. Get a morning walk-in or grab a cup of coffee and start your day with us. Learn something new and connect with our city by searching for Seattle Now wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Megan. So as we have established, you are binging House in honor of Cozy Giving. (sighs) I sure am. I will not be following you down that stony path. I will not be watching House. Wh- what? Nope. I will not be watching House. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I also will not be watching any other show that no. normal people are watching and telling me is good. I yeah. will not be watching Succession. Oh, oh <laughs> no. I, I can't escape the Succession people. I know. I watched a single episode of it and I was like, I'm good. I don't think I need to watch this. The spirit of cozy giving uh-huh. is that you need to be able to watch something so stupid that if you fall asleep, (laughs) you won't miss anything. It's not cozy for my mind to watch television shows that have won Peabody's (laughs) or whatever. You know what's the opposite of cozy, Megan? Stressful. Correct. And I feel like every prestige drama on on Max is stress to the Max. That's why they call it that. Someone told the TV execs that Stressful equals fancy. And this is what they've done to us. We don't get a moment's peace unless we retreat into Dr. House's (laughs) operating room. And my current favorite cozy watch, a little number called (laughs) Time Team. Tell me everything. It is a beloved program in the UK. And it's about archaeology. that aired from 1994 to 2014, and it's about a team of archaeologists who solve history's mysteries. (laughs) Using shovels. (laughs) I want to say that I love watching Time Team while awake, and here's why it's great for cozy giving. I also love watching Time Team while I'm asleep. Yes, we love a day-to-night binge. At the beginning of every episode, a different kind of British person calls them up with an archaeological kind of <laughs> mystery. British person. So they'll call up the time team and they're like, oh, beep boop boop 999. <laughs> uh, time team are first responders in England. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they're like, hello, I've got a time team emergency. Oh, God. I found a Roman skeleton in the <laughs> garden or whatever. And so then The Time Team descends upon their allotment, they do a dig, and they try to solve the archaeological mystery. For some reason, they have this weird artificial constraint on Time Team where they're like, we only have three days to solve the mystery. Seems weird given that the word time is in the name. So true. And then they have to make a presentation to the entire (laughs) town at the end, and then then everyone claps. (laughs) And then everyone claps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, but the cutest part of Time Team is that there's all these like little sort of interstitial parts where they bonfire and they joke around, Aww. and it's so with cute with the townspeople. No, just with the Time Team. It's kind of a click. Oh, it's more of a time nice. click.
1: Time and, and sometimes jocks. they
0: get mad at each other. And there was this one episode where they were trying to find this underground cave or something, and they got a dowser to come, which is sort of a like, folk wisdom guy who says he can find water (laughs) underground using a stick. Mick, the head time team guy, was like, are you guys effing kidding me with this? Mick, how do you feel about dowsing? Oh, skeptical I think, for the honest answer to that. Why? Uh, Well, I'd like to know what it is they actually reckon they're picking up. And then, guess what? The dowser frickin' Crashed and burned. He, Ooh, and then, I thought you were going to say he found nope, it with a stick. Nope, he did not. It was a whiff. And then Mick was so smug. I got it. Yeah, I'm, I would be with Mick on this one. I'd and be then like, the Dowser was like, well, you guys' energy was really negative. And uh, <laughs> it's literally like, this is a science show. Are we kidding? What's happening? But anyway, whether you succumb to the Sandman or not and you drift off and then sometimes you wake up at the end when everyone's clapping and then that's nice oh and it's like your nap is done man I can't get enough that's my coziest show for sure it sounds incredibly cozy I was gonna say many things that come out of England are very cozy but as we previously noted in this episode we are against yes colonialism yes But it does sound very cozy otherwise. And also, I would say moderately alarming that there were enough weird bones buried all over the UK that this show was able to air for 20 years. Everybody in the UK got bones in the yard. (laughs) They got a castle, a full castle just buried. And it is actually maybe a nice little tiny, I don't want to say antidote to colonialism, but... All, a bit, all, no, listen. It's because that's not what it is. But no, but so much of what they're digging up is other people that absolutely douched the British. The Romans came, and there's like whole Roman villas in people's yards, and there's Viking stuff. <laughs> and it's like you guys weren't always on top. By the way, a little side note: if you play a lot of <laughs> Assassin's Creed, <laughs> like I do, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed is a video game that is each game is set in a different historical time period so I have played for example Victorian London ancient Egypt ancient Greece and look I I understand this is not a historical document but it's not some research went into it and in ancient Greece they were living in godlike palaces and then, a thousand years later, <laughs> you go to London and it is a and pit of mud with a house made of straw. Taking poops in the river and then drinking water out of the river. Come on. Yes! These people were living in shit. And the Roman ruins are majestic as hell. And then the freaking little Anglo-Saxons are like, like, they can't do anything. So I feel nice. like there's something about Time Team that is rightfully humbling for the British Empire. <laughs> They deserve it. They deserve it. This sounds incredibly cozy to me. Rolled right on up, finding bones, yep. falling asleep Ugh. to bones, waking up to the bones. I can't think of anything better than that. I really can't. Speaking of bones, that's your next binge watch. <laughs> After House. I started it. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. Well, my beloved... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> another podcast has come to a close. Are you delighted? I am. I'm sad. I like doing the podcast. <laughs> Don't be sad. We could totally do another one. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. They said we could do another one next week if it made us sad. Oh good. I can't believe they said that. I'm so Now I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a roller coaster. (laughs) Okay, what do you want to talk about next week, Megan? Actually, I've been dealing with something really difficult in my life that I want to talk about on the podcast. This is hard, but I've been bullied What (laughs) by the tedious, tiniest purebred Pomeranian you've ever seen in her life. Oh, yeah. Her name's Brenda, and she's my dog. Yeah, and I've been bullied by her too, actually, (laughs) and I have some things to say. (laughs) And we're going to get to that in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Text Me Back. You can find me on Instagram at TheLindyWest. And you can find me at Important, M-E-A-G-A-N. If you like the show, please tell your best friend about us. And please rate and review us. It helps people find the show. Text Me Back is a production of KUOW in Seattle, a proud member of the NPR Network. Our editor is Jeannie Yandel. Our senior producer is Brandy Fullwood. Our mixer is Jason Burrows. Our production team includes Juan Pablo Chiquiza, Michaela Giannotti boyle Amelia Peacock, Hans Twite, Brendan Sweeney, and Marshall Eisen. Our music is by Chief Aha Mayfile J. Oluo. And special thanks to our perfect angel, Isolda Raftery. I'm Lindy West. And I'm Megan Hatcher-Mays. See you next week.
1: Hey, my name's Claire McGrain, and I'm a producer for Seattle Now, KUOW's local news podcast. There is a lot happening in our region, and it's a lot of work to keep track of it all. We'll get you caught up on the latest news and take a deep dive into something happening around the city all in under 15 minutes. Get a morning walk-in or grab a cup of coffee and start your day with us. Learn something new and connect with our city by searching for Seattle Now wherever you get your podcasts.